Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Christy Lamb. This is the Moms in Film podcast. Moms in Film is a nonprofit organization dedicated to furthering the careers of parents in film and TV. I am here with Shannon Baker Davis at the Upright Citizens Brigade Training Center. Shannon is an award-winning television and film editor after she has made the leap from um, editing scripted television to feature films, a leap that Um, is... um, Quite a conundrum about how that leap is made. So I'm excited to have you here, Shannon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So Shannon has a film um, in the theaters right now, The Photograph, and I was so excited to see it this weekend, opening weekend. Um, and that film is so fantastic. So we get oh, to speak you. with you right thank at this you. epicenter of your career. <laughs> it feels so exciting. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, that project and um, why you're excited to be a part of that team and, and why we should go see it. I have my reasons. I well, everyone should go yeah. see it. <laughs> I it is a really special project. I'm really proud of. It is centered on Black love. It stars Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. Ugh. It's from Universal Studios. It's directed by Stella McGee, and um, I just had a basically career changing experience doing it. So yeah. I am really proud of it. It. Um, had a great opening weekend, Yay. so that makes me happy too. And it's just it's just a, a a beautiful story of a woman whose mother has passed away and didn't tell anyone that she was sick. And she meets a man who is doing a story on her, and they have a journey, a love journey. And it's also told in flashbacks to her mother. Um, her mother's life Mm -hmm. and how she came to be living in New York. Mm -hmm. She, you know, is from Louisiana. Her mother is from Louisiana and had a past love that she, you know, had her own love journey with. So Mm -hmm. it's a played by Shantae Adams. Played by Shantae Adams and Ilan Noel plays her. the, uh, her boyfriend in the the past, right, who you might remember from Insecure, from Insecure, Daniel from I Insecure. So um, there's also Laurel Howery plays Lucky Sandfeld's brother, mm-hmm. um, and Courtney B. Vance plays uh, Issa Rae's character's uh, father. Mm-hmm. So there's just a, a great cast. It's a, a beautiful ensemble cast. Everyone was just performing on all cylinders and it's just a, a, a good movie. It was, I mean, beyond the motherhood theme and that story of, um, you know, knowing your own history and where you come from and, and understanding patterns and, um, you know, moving into your own adulthood. There was like, it was so rich and it was so just full of romance. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. the flashbacks. Yeah. I, I just, it resonated um, so supremely on the screen. It just yeah. felt so filmic. I was really excited. Yeah. Uh, one woman who came to see an early screening said I want to be in love like that so you know that's what we just wanted to show was that um, people falling in love in a pure way a Mm -hmm. pure sense there Mm -hmm. it's you know black people living their lives and finding people and trying to trying to mess it up, (laughs) you know, like not trying to mess it up and, and just taking in 
what they know about their parents mm-hmm. or their mother, um, what May knows about her mother and and relating it to her own life and her own choices mm-hmm. about love. So. Right. And the yeah. film opens with one of those flashback interviews yeah. um, that you see later um, in uh, this beautifully curated exhibit by Issa's character. And, um, and she really is voicing this powerful struggle around, you know, why can't I be a mother like I, you know, give myself to my work is essentially what which yeah. I came away with. Yeah. Well, I remember um, getting in that footage and seeing Shantae's face when she says that. And it just, it's heartbreaking. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. It, you know, she is struggling to... Um, follow her dreams right. but also there's a man that right. does not want to follow her dreams with her mm-hmm. so it there you know as a mother as a, a wife mm-hmm. you know and my husband is very supportive and helps me follow my dreams mm-hmm. same, same. Um, so I but I can relate to maybe someone that doesn't have that system in their life there's that support system mm-hmm. and and I can just relate to the struggle to be a mother right. and be a good career woman. Right. At she the says, same time. I just want to be remembered, right? Yeah, yeah. She wants to be remembered. She wants to be lauded for her work. And in the movie, she's struggling because she's not in a place to have that happen. Right. She doesn't have that necessary support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it brings me to the question, how do you want your work to be remembered and seen and described? Um, I just want people to to, to remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what I've done, you know. Yeah. I When people work on films and television shows, you put everything of yourself into them. You, you really do. You work a lot of long hours you um you your brain is on fire mm-hmm. basically the entire time you're working on something because you're always trying to think of creative ways to make it better you know you're always thinking of the audience and what they will like mm-hmm. and it's a it's a it's a guessing game right you know like right. you you go with your instincts of what you like but you never know what people are going to love and you put a lot, a lot of yourself into these things, and um, I just I want to work on things that people remember and right. that affect them and right. that hit them emotionally somehow. Right. You know, were those choices that you made in the cut? yeah, or just you know I, I've done comedy and I mm-hmm. just wanted people to have some sort of escape. Yeah, you know, and to laugh and to, but also when they laugh to to learn something about themselves right. or learn something about someone that they they never would meet in their entire life. You know, right. I do a lot of projects that have African-American casts and I do realize that there are people all over the world in this country that maybe don't know anybody African-American. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, they may not have um, relationships with people that are not like them. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me too, is to to show that, we all have the same struggles and we all have the same passions right. and and you know there's there's a lot that separates us but there's then there's also a little that separates us so you know i do feel like you know film and television have this unique way of touching people right and 
you know, yeah. reaching the universal. <laughs> reaching, the yeah. I know yeah. it sounds like yeah. idealistic, but no. it is like I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and watched movies and and watch television right. shows and that's your education <laughs> yeah that's your education on the world it's yep. just it's your exposure to yeah. even to people like you know that are the same race as you but right. aren't like you at all right. you know like i when i i grew up in georgia and when i went to school at howard university which is a historically black. black college mm-hmm. i just met people from all over the world that were also black but mm-hmm. totally different from me mm-hmm. like not like me at all different backgrounds that you know there are people from the continent from africa and there are people from the caribbean Mm -hmm. that people from even from new york Mm -hmm. that are was like y'all are martians to me because they were just totally different so i think that you know media has the unique um privilege Mm -hmm. of showing different types of people right yeah and therefore hopefully unifying them yeah yeah by showing those specifics so then you know you you speak so much about like uh, you know the truth is stranger than fiction you start in reality tv and now you're like i want to share these stories you know these specific stories yeah how does that how did that evolve within you and and you know like i'm sure there was a moment where you decided even that media making was the inroad. Yeah, yeah. I um, when I um, I went to undergrad for radio, TV, film, and then I went to grad school for film editing. And when I came out, reality TV was just getting its birth, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of jobs in reality TV, and that's what I went into. And really, it's an editor's medium because mm-hmm. you just get back then. You know, they just shot. All day long, right. you know, they just followed people around. Like in and, real time. And ran the camera. <laughs> and so you got a bunch of stuff. Like uh-huh. it was not, there was no story. There was no, you know, they kind of had an idea after they shot of what they could put, how they could put it together. But it was just an idea, you right. know. So I got boot camp mm-hmm. on story, mm-hmm. on character, on you know, like when you would get network notes and they would say, oh, we don't like this person. Like, how can you recut them so that they're likable? Mm-hmm. And and that gave me the great, um, it just gave me a great skills mm-hmm. at story. Mm-hmm. And so... It was on you. Going to, it was because you're creating, <laughs> you're creating it, you yeah. know, like it's nothing until, yeah. and, you know, and editing is, is like, the only thing that's specific to film and television, mm-hmm. you know, like theater, you, you have actors, you have sets, you have costumes, you have, mm-hmm. um, you have a director, right. you have, lights, you have all that sequence. stuff, yeah. you have all that stuff, <laughs> but only yeah. in film and television do you have editing. Yeah. So that added bit of choreography. That's that mm-hmm. last right mm-hmm. of the script. Mm-hmm. And um, so going from reality to scripted uh, was tough because I didn't have any experience in it. So it was hard to get someone to hire me as an editor. Right. So I went back to assistant editing Mm -hmm. and was able to get a job on The Good Wife, Mm -hmm. the last season of The Good Wife, which was perfect because Mm -hmm. my editor, Katie Skirping, Mm -hmm. shout out to her. She's a mom too. She had assisted on The Good Wife for six seasons and she was being bumped up to editor on the last season. And she said, I could teach you everything you need to know. And, And basically like took me under her wing and I... You know, I'm forever grateful to someone because, you know, that's all you need is that one person, mm-hmm. that one job. 
and then you you know as long as you don't mess it up too bad and I also like that I and people ask like was it tough to go from editing to back to assistant editing Uh and I'm always like not at all because I had been editing for 10 years and had a lot of pressure as an editor in reality to make something work Mm -hmm. that a lot of times didn't work and so and there was, was no original plan. For there working. was no plan. Yeah. <laughs> they were always looking at you like, right. how are you going to fix this? Uh-huh. And you're like, well, go back and recast, go back and reshoot, go back and redo everything. Um, but you can't do that. You yeah. have to actually work with what you have. And um, and so then I was like, oh, I'm going to be an assistant editor. I could just sit back and take care of the editor. You know, right. I can just sit back and give her what she needs and do my lists and it's a different it's a totally different job Mm -hmm. um but I took that as an opportunity to like learn everything I could you know like the assistant editing and then also learn big picture from PA to writer producer showrunner director right a totally different infrastructure there too yeah Yeah. absolutely workflow and finding out how that worked so I I mean I loved it and then I was Eight months later, I was back to editing, so yeah, it, it worked out. Right, I'm glad I took like, that. That's all I needed. Took that risk, yeah, right. just <laughs> a little because it's a risk, you know. Like you never know if you'll be stuck assistant editing for year after year after year. Uh-huh. Um, so but it right, and out. that's kind of like what we were talking about before. You just never know what you're never what you never know. You never, yeah. Your next job is not a given ever. Never. So it's not never. like this is an easy field to sort of play around in all the no, time. No, no. But you seem pretty set up for the next couple of jobs. You've got <laughs> Black Excellence coming out on Netflix yes. in April. Yes. Yeah, let's yes. hear about that. Oh, that is, it's a new series from Kenya Barris who created Blackish and Grownish and Mixedish. And um, it's great. It's, it's a... It follows Kenya playing Mm -hmm. himself as he navigates the Hollywood world Mm -hmm. um, from the standpoint of a writer in Hollywood and a producer in Hollywood. And it's super funny. (laughs) It's super real. The jokes are, they're not the same jokes that you've heard a million times, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's just, and the, the, Rashida Jones plays Mm -hmm. his wife. Oh my gosh. Um, he plays himself, uh-huh. and I was just blown away that like this showrunner that I had worked with was acting, and he does such a good job. Like, just he's super funny, yeah, and quick. And I mean, I expected the writing of it to be great, right. um, but there's a lot of improv, right. so that harkens back to my reality days. That right. those skills came in handy. That you know, like you are cutting. Um, Improv. Right. So it's different every time and you still have to make it look like it was planned and right. beautiful and <laughs> cuts together well. So. The kids that play his children, mm-hmm. he's six kids. Um, in reality and in the show. In reality and in the children. show. From the oldest daughter who's, she plays 19 and to the baby that's like three years old. They oh are the best kid actors I've seen in a long, long time. They're, they're really good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So, it's, it, it comes out in April. I'm super excited about it. 
on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. so exciting. So what? So far, like you know, how have you navigated working with these different directors? When you have like a creative block, do you work differently with different people, or do you kind of go through you know metrics that work for you to kind of get yourself in a new um, point of view? Well, I, and I do like I go between comedy and drama, right. so you deal with the two different genres differently. Um, I'm always me, mm-hmm. so I'm always um, I'm pretty fast mm-hmm. and efficient, so that then we can play around with things. Right. And I mean, probably probably because I'm a mom too. It's mm-hmm. like <laughs> just Priorities. your efficiency yeah. level, just like <laughs> multitasking goes way up, right? But you're um, just like, let's spit this draft out and then look at what yeah, we got. yeah, yeah. And it, you know, I'm and television you get a lot more dailies mm-hmm. per day than you do in feature films so in television you get and you're always having to like keep up with the schedule mm-hmm. um so you know there's a lot of decision making right. that you have to do and and um I, th- I always say this that like Anna Wintour in the September issue mm-hmm. they ask her well, what is your your best quality? And her, she says her best quality is she's decisive. Mm-hmm. And I think as an editor, that's really important because you have to be able to make a choice, right? do the best that you can with it. If right. it's not right, go back, make another choice. Right. You're like, I'm presenting this case. Make a yeah, different, uh-huh. you know, make yeah. a decision. You make, I always say I make a thousand decisions a day mm-hmm. when you're editing, you know, like right. trim, trim it one frame forward, trim mm-hmm. it one frame back. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you can't stall out right. when you're in television. You have to keep it going. Like even there's some days in television where I'm like, I don't feel good about anything I cut today. <laughs> like yeah. this was this was not a good day for cutting for me. But then you go in the next day and you have an idea in the shower that morning and right. you're like, Oh, I think I know I'm I'm how right. I could fix this or yeah. make it better or um, you know, maybe I'll just start over and right. recut that scene. So it's, um, but you have to keep moving. Right. It's like a shark. You have to keep going forward. Yeah, yeah. I so. love that. Just like that, the, it's sort of the edit is in the action of it. Just yeah. to keep, keep honing at it. Yeah, and, and because it's avid, mm-hmm. you can always go down a road, save mm-hmm. it, do go down a different road. Right. You know, like in the days of actual you know film film it was harder <laughs> they actually had a tougher time because they really had to make a decision and mm-hmm. really had to like be able to plan it out in their head before they actually did it mm-hmm. um but so now that that you know the Word. digital world Word. it's much easier to yeah just did you work on film at all you were coming up in reality so no, that was really i didn't um space. i and when i was at afi we did we uh-huh. did a film class so uh-huh. i did get to work on film but not professionally. Yeah. And then, so how have you seen the industry change? Well, just in terms of content, there's so many streaming channels Mm -hmm. and networks and, um, they say it's akin to when TV replaced radio. Yeah. It's like a boom of Mm -hmm. just content. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff out there and, um, and, and there's, there's a lot of jobs. There's a good number of jobs. So now it's all about, having the time or having the initiative to watch as much as you can Mm -hmm. because you never know if you're in a conversation with somebody and they say oh have you seen I never want to I never want to be like no I 
haven't seen That's or if homework. I haven't seen yeah. it, I go home and watch it. Like, right. so I think that is a challenge is that just to be able to watch as much as you can, mm-hmm. even if it's just one or two episodes of something so that you can be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the workflow, um, the schedules are shorter, you know, so it's crazier. It's crazier. Mm-hmm. It gets crazier. Mm-hmm. And, and But, you know, I think that as a black woman, it's it's an opportunity. I mean, it's crazy, but it's also an opportunity yeah. to like meet the you challenge, know, meet it mm-hmm. and and do a good job mm-hmm. and, you know, and impress people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have I have an imposter's complex <laughs> because right. I always think whenever I get on a job like, oh, my God, I'm not good enough for this. Like they're going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing and I'm mm-hmm. such a fraud. And and um, and. I was talking with one of my directors on a television series and she named it for me because I had no idea that it was a thing. She's like, no, it's called Imposters Complex. And I was like, oh. And she's like, well, have you ever gotten on a job and everyone was like, you're a fraud? And I was like, no. And she's like, have you ever like just completely not known what you were doing? I was like, no, that doesn't happen. She's like, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. You know, like just don't even think like that yeah. because you know lots of people don't you know lots of people think that they are great wonderful everything they do they're like oh brain surgery I could totally do that mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> let me get a crack at it so I, you know I had to have a little bit of that and yeah. I had to try to train myself to think a little bit like that because you know I've never run into a situation where I felt really like I was an imposter <laughs> right well it seems that from my seat you're um you're moving at a rate that you are capable of you know receiving simultaneously so this is perfect yeah trying yeah trying you know right? I'm trying to keep up you yeah. know and and um just be smart right you know and but it's like a big responsibility right just working in the field is a big responsibility it's super, I feel it's a big and especially on feature film yeah. it's it's a there's a lot of pressure and a big responsibility and a lot of money that's being spent yeah. and and um and you know I just have to like you take one challenge at a time one day at a time or whatever you know whatever they say you because like when I come in on the first day and my imposter complex mm-hmm, kicks in, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, just start at the beginning. Right. Start with the first scene you mm-hmm, get, you know, mm-hmm. just get through that scene and then you'll get another one and you'll get through that one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if you think about the movie as a whole and mm-hmm. it's it's becomes it's overwhelming yeah. because you're like, oh, right. my God, how am I going to do all of this? Right. But and the kids are new to me. So, right. you know, I've had my career for 15 years. So the kids that are. I've only had for five years. I'm still trying to process how to right. get through right. things. Right. And, you know, they develop and change and there's new situations all the time. Right. I remember when um, I had just graduated from undergrad or maybe grad school and I had messed up some bills and mm-hmm. forgot to pay them mm-hmm. or, or whatever happened. And my mom was like, which I thought was, I was very grateful for her to say this, is she said, oh, it takes a long time to figure that stuff out. So That's you great. don't have to know right away how to, how to, how to master right. anything. Right. Like you might, probably might not ever master it. Right. But she, you know, because I was looking at my mom who always had it together, right. seemed, from my point of view, always had it together, 
you know, paid things on time, had her schedule worked out, you know. Right, which took years to master. Yeah, and yeah. She, said it takes, <laughs> and she said it takes a long time to yeah. figure all that stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's such good advice for yeah. those who are younger and working on their way up, you know, because yeah. it can feel very daunting. I worked behind the scenes for a number of years and graduated from college with over 50% women in my in my graduating class. Yeah. And it can feel daunting as you start yeah. to go out onto sets and you're like, yeah. where is everybody? Yeah, you know? where like, are the women? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a statistic that, like, in the... I know in terms of post-production, film school, statistics mm-hmm. that it's 50-50, yeah, the right. graduating classes, but in the industry, it's the like women fall out of it. Below. Yeah, the 14. women fall out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be parenting. It could be whatever Life. it is, the women don't survive right. it as mm-hmm. much as the men do. And it's, it, and, you know, it's, it's sexism, right. you know, all of that racism right. in the play, workplace. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I mean, because if they, if you were aware of the hiring practices at large and mm-hmm. when you were paying for college, without mm-hmm. that information, you're like, what am I going into, I right? Know, but, know. you know, I mean, at the same time, you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot and say, well, I want to have a family, so I guess I'll major in something I don't care about. Yeah. No. No. I mean, and then, but then 10 years from then, you're you're still going to, you're going to be unfulfilled. Exactly. So you'll probably be, gonna, you're going to be like, okay, now I need to go to night school yeah. while my children are it's asleep or right. you know yeah. so i yeah. you know wanted to get into scripted narrative mm-hmm. film and television coming right out of college that was the first goal that was mm-hmm. that was what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and i you know i kind of veered into reality tv and i you know a few years back i was beating myself up lately if you just gotten into it right yeah. away Instead of like That's getting the first a job, voice that says if you yeah, did this exactly. earlier, yeah, you had done this. <laughs> um, but then I just had to like stop beating myself up yeah. about it because everything that I learned in reality TV has helped me. So it validating really to hear that. It really yeah. has. Yeah, so all other kinds of experiences. Yeah, transferable yeah. skills. Yeah, and, I, and, and I wish I had probably done it five years earlier. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that like was the final push for me to stop working in reality and, you know, go back, go take a step back to, to move forward was my daughter was two. Mm-hmm. I had gone, I right out of maternity leave with my daughter. I did a feature film with a couple of friends that finally got the money together. Can um, I ask how long after your daughter was born that was? Three months. Three, oh, right after. Right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right away. But they, they got the money together, Carrie Carlock and mm-hmm. Nick, um, they got the money together and they're like, we're going to do this. Do you st- can we-? And we had been talking about it for years. Like I had, the, I had gone through script development with them mm-hmm. and we had been talking about me editing for years. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, it was actually perfect timing because um, Savannah was so young mm-hmm. that she didn't know, you know, right, like, and I, asleep. and I could determine my own hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I loved that process. That's I awesome. Loved, I loved every minute of it. And then when I got off, like officially off maternity leave and went to do a reality job, I was like, get me out of here. You know, you like, have that obvious comparison. I was yeah. like, yes. I was like, get like, on my me own terms, out of here. Terms. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. And I used to, you know, and I, um, I used to cut project runway which i love uh-huh. but that was like only one job of the year right, right, i really like, right. really don't care yeah if these two people these two people work it out or i don't care if their vacation goes well like i just didn't care about right. these people or the shows that i was cutting 
And I just, just, I was like, at the end of this year, I'm done. And it was because also I was spending so much time away from my daughter. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to spend so much time away from her, it's going to be do some, doing something I love, right. something I want to do and something I'm passionate about. So it just rises to the top, right? It, it is. just naturally is just like, it oh, is. I have to think differently now because I'm getting along in my career. And, yeah. and if I do this for five more years, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Like right. you're never gonna That's you're right. never gonna yeah. jump into something new yeah. later. Right. So if you're not gonna if you're gonna do it, do it now. Right. Totally. So what are other challenges that you've faced as you've been a parent working in the field? It's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, like um challenges and then we'll talk about how you've overcome that <laughs> and success stories. <laughs> well, still yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um it's just a, there's just a lot of hours. Yeah. You're working a lot of hours and you know, my daughter's loves to play she's like well every time mommy play with me mommy right, play with that me and I, like, mm-hmm. and I want to sit down on the floor and play with her and do art projects and and it's you know and you're just tired you're tired and you know I end up doing a lot of things from like 11 p.m to 1 a.m mm-hmm. you know and then you have a second baby and the baby doesn't sleep for a long time and so it's just tough you just have to I don't know. You have to uh, support. Support. You have support. You have to ask for help. So you've had support (laughs) on some shoot. Like you had support on the photograph. On the photograph. Can you talk a little bit about that? We, um, I live in LA and we edited the photograph in New York. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a tough decision to make. But my husband, you know, said, if you get this movie, we have to do it. Mm -hmm. So... You know, with so that's big with support. that with that support behind me, I was like, okay, let's do it. And so we went to New York. I went to New York with my baby. the mm-hmm. The baby was the baby, baby. Yeah, he was <laughs> not even three months when we went to New York. And my mom came and helped. My mother in law came and helped for they they basically split the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband and my daughter came for the summer months because she had school. Yes. Mm-hmm. On the future, I got a first assistant, a second assistant, and a post PA. So. They were like my team. Yeah. They're all women. Amazing. And, um, my first assistant has is a mom and and just they were just such a great team. Like took care of me basically. Yes. Cause they all knew we were in New York and I didn't live there right. and took care of everything. Our post PA, she like mailed me my stuff and you know, like all kinds of stuff that That's they awesome. people just chip in and do that helps you. The studio towards the end when the baby had came back to LA mm-hmm. with my husband they helped they paid to ship my breast milk back mm-hmm. and it was just little things like that, that that's a huge thing just go a long way yeah, that's yeah. A really and big it, thing. it's 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 little for them mm-hmm. in a sense you know cuz it's and you the know grand scale cost the wise grand scale and, but yeah. it just was so big to me big for me mm-hmm. to not have to worry about things like that right. like oh should i wean him now right. because I have to, you know, and it didn't end up being that way. So. That's a huge conversation yeah. point to think about, yeah. like, what the wellness of your child is going to be like for this because it's like yeah. a few month gig. It's a f- it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we I was away for him from for eight weeks at okay. the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I traveled back and forth, but I was in New York for eight weeks at the end mm-hmm. when he was here. So I um, had to pump basically the entire time yeah. and not once did my director I mean she's a woman mm-hmm. but not once did she make me feel bad for having to like take some time and you know oh I have to pump and it's going to take half an hour and you know I mean 
we need to take breaks anyway. Right. So, and I tend to like just want to work and right. get pushed through it. Mm-hmm. And, and you get on a, a good run and you're like, okay, let's not stop. Right. But um, she was really good about, do you, do you need a pump? And I'd be like, yes. Yeah, it's probably Not once. She would yeah. just go and do whatever she needed to do. And, and, you know, even like on the mix stage at the end with male mixers, I'd be uh-huh. like, I got to step out right. and they'd be like, okay, great. Yeah. So it's yeah. a part of life yeah. and, and it's, the continuing of it. And it's the conversation too. <laughs> it's like, you, it's a little bit uncomfortable to be like, I have to go deal with my breast right now. Right. You know, why is that? It feels, but, I mean, it's a part of your body. There's that, but then it's also like, you feel a little problematic, like you're slowing things down or. Yeah. yeah. Well, that it's, mm-hmm. well, you know, you, you're, you're stepping away. So yeah. you have to, you know, they, right. people have to continue to do what they're doing right. or but people take, smoke or take breaks, a break. Right. Yeah, people Still. take smoke breaks. People, you, you need to take breaks. You're, you're supposed yeah, to mean, take breaks. You're not supposed taking... to just be working, yeah. staring at a computer air screen for, air for, yeah, just to walk around the block, you know? Um, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just awesome that you are finding these um, comrades in arms. I'm so glad I did it because mm-hmm. it was a decision. It was a big decision to be, because I was on maternity leave, like, like sitting on the couch you know, breastfeeding my baby mm-hmm. and making calls to my agent and my agent was making calls to the studio and the studio was making calls to the director like, and the director was making calls to time. me. Yeah. Like it was like all like all these calls and and you know, you're so emotional when you have such a little little baby in that yeah. beginning time. Like some days I'd be on that couch and be like, I'm fine. I'd be holding my baby, looking at him like I'm good. I don't need to do anything but this. Right, this is right. fine. Yeah. If I don't get this, it's fine. Yes. And then the next day I'd be like, no, if I don't get this movie, right. no, one else, so gonna, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> one else is going to be able to cut this movie the way I would. And, and my director had to fight for me to get hired because I had never done a studio film before. And, and, you know, rightly so they, they don't like to take a risk. And, um, and, and I just thought, but you like, had worked with her before. I had worked with yes. her. This was this was this was the third thing we did together. Okay, and um, so she she didn't have any qualms about of course it. She not. thought it, yeah. she this is who I wanted. This not. is who I want to do it. And yeah. she fought and fought and fought. And finally, they said yes. But it was just, it was such a hard. It was a battle, and I thought if I don't get this, then they're never going to hire anybody that is a woman, a black woman who's not already in the studio system. There aren't a lot of us. Black women in the editors in the studio system, there's like maybe I might be number four. Oh, my God. Um, So and I was like, if they don't if they don't allow me to do this, they're never going to let anybody because I had had worked with director had. Yeah, Yeah. we had done two uh, a feature together that went to TIFF and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that was a battle like every day was like you know opposites yeah well you're also protecting yourself a little bit too yeah, just in case a, you're yeah like, and i was like on? you know if i don't get it yeah. i'm fine i'll just go do the television shows i love to do and lots anyway. of kickboxing classes i'll be fine <laughs> i'll be fine and That's just um me. it's just there's a it's an emotional roller coaster but oh my God. It, it worked out yeah i don't know yeah, i found and, that parenthood has shifted my relationship to risk-taking to that extent where it's yeah. like I'm willing to go like all in for things that I really care about too yeah. so I'm like that pushes there as well to yeah. like make sure that I'm living my best life yeah. being my best self putting my best foot well, forward well then also you're it, it opens you up to 
asking other for some reason you you tend to like ask other people things because you know you've been living your life for so long you may not ask questions you may not ask for advice Mm -hmm. from people but Mm -hmm. when you have children you're like i don't know what this this part of life is like like i don't know what this is so you tend to ask advice from people that have done it before and everyone that i talked to about it and asked you know like oh i have this opportunity i have to go to new york Mm -hmm. not one person said don't do it that's awesome not one person said don't do it People even said, I turned down a job mm-hmm. that I wish I had taken. That's the best. So, uh, there's a, a directing couple called Bert, Bert and Bernie mm-hmm. and talked to her. And she actually said that um, she took, they they took, they had one kid and she went on set and mm-hmm. one kid stayed back with the dad mm-hmm. and, and they said that was the best thing. Right. So uh, it, it just, to it each worked their out. own, right? Yeah, yeah. No, she, she said it worked out. Yeah. She was like, oh, it, it was great. I'm glad. I'm so glad we did it. Right. So it was great. I mean, yeah. that sharing the responsibility, you know, I mean, God bless everybody who's doing a single parent household because I don't know how that's done oh, at all. God. But, you know, just having an, an added level of support where you can share the load and yeah. what does that look like? I mean, yeah. I know for me, it was like, how do you share the first year and a half if you're nursing? So, like, yeah. I took the first year and a half and then my husband took the next year. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. she was preschool age, yeah. you know, like whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. For whoever. You, just, just you know, you just got to figure it out. It. So yeah. have your kids you said um that Savannah has seen the billboard for the photograph. Yes. yes. And they've and obviously Harlem has seen you at work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they both seen you at work. They both see me at work. What Harlem is probably that doesn't like? know what he's looking at, but right? Just yeah, like they I mean my every every job I go on I bring them mm-hmm. at least once. Especially my daughter, just to, so she can see this is what mommy does. Yes. So, you know, like, it's not a mystery, like, right. when mommy leaves, what is she doing? Right. So I, at least once on every job, she wants to see mommy's work. That's so, so cool. Her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what does she think about it? She's just in awe. She's like this, she's an L.A. Awe. kid. So she's just like, what? No, no, she's still in awe. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and cool. you know, like, when stuff is, when the billboards are up and the posters, That's she's, so cool. she's thrilled, too. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Eventually, she, I'll work on something that she can actually watch. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> she'll yeah. be excited about it. But she did, she did say she wants me to work on um Elsa and Anna, the next one. Oh my so gosh. I would blow her mind if I were to that. Absolutely. Well, there's going to be at least seven of <laughs> them. So you have plenty of time to get I'll in get there. One. I'll get one. <laughs> I'm so excited for your career as you keep moving forward because you're really setting a new standard and you're yeah. and you're being vocal about what those needs are with your colleagues. Yeah. So, they know, you know, how to set precedent for other people yeah. who are coming down the pike. Well, it's almost too that I had to, like I said, like asking advice. Yeah. I basically got permission from other moms who mm-hmm. had done it mm-hmm. that, yeah, you can speak up. You can say, I need this or can you provide me this? Ask for that right. stuff. Like um, one of the moms that I always, that I love, she helps me so much is Pam Martin and she cut Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, cool. And, and The Fighter. Yeah. She's um, a great editor who was a mom uh-huh. and she had little ones while she was cutting. She's still working, but she, and she would always say, bottom line, this is what I need. This is right. what, if you want to hire me, this is what I, I this is what I come with. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind right. that, that she, basically just said this is what I need and she did that from the beginning she did that from the beginning she did that from the beginning on every job like Mm -hmm. she she said if you want to hire me this is what I need because she it was no it was never 
a thing that like, oh, I'm desperate, so desperate for a job that I'll go. just take whatever you give me. She mm-hmm. she turned the tables on that. She's like, you are desperate for a good she editor. She knew her worth. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and, she came and in there men with do her it all the time. Mind. That's yeah. how men negotiate. Right. That's how they, they come from a standpoint of you need me more than I need you. Right. So she basically gave me permission to ask for things, you know, and I'm not to the point yet where I can demand. Right. <laughs> um, but I do ask. Right. And see what they say. And mm-hmm. if it's a no, it's a no. You know, what are some of the things that you've asked for that you feel like should be just standardized? Um, Maybe then you wouldn't have to ask. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, like California state law requires that all employees must have a wellness room for nursing employees. Yeah, and you're in post, so there's usually more space. I have to my get own away. Room. Oh yeah, well know, that should that set. absolutely there should be a, yeah. a place where you can get away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have that. I usually have my own room that I can close the door. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, what, what about childcare uh, costs and stipends and things like that? Is that anything you delved into? Yeah, that would be nice. Well, and it's also you know there should be an allowance for personal time, like right. personal days, sick days you know, that like, are not your kids. If sick you days. had the right. schedule. <laughs> That uh, would allow for like, oh, you know, like the wheels won't fall off if you take this long weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and if you actually get to have that that Monday and you can take off that Friday and mm-hmm. we, you know, like there should be more time in the schedules that would just make our lives easier. Right. You know, my when I'm working on a movie and it's not the entire time. It's like just for periods of time when it's a t- when it's a tough schedule. Right. That my home life falls apart. Like right. I am the first one. I always say that like my house in sometimes when the, the when you when I'm doing really well at work, mm-hmm. my house looks like it's been a, a zombie apocalypse. Yep. And you know how like in all those zombie apocalypse movies where the everything's like strewn on the kitchen counter and the cabinets are all open. It's just like the people were just like Let's let's leave, you know, like an edit came through we're here. Just yeah. Leaving, you know, like we're just gonna leave it, you know. We're moving on, you know, people have looted. Yeah, we're never going back there. That's yeah. what my house looks like. So <laughs> I You're um, like, we're just gonna move. Yeah. We're just gonna move. Like, yeah, can I get somebody else to do this? Reset. Just start with a new house. So yeah, yeah. in so, light of our parenthood mm-hmm. um and our partnerships. Um just, my say, thing is just give yourself a break Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to learn that like Mm -hmm. you and I've heard this before like there's some days where you're good mother there's some days where you're good career person right and very rarely do you can you do both at the same time and that's just basically saying give yourself a break Mm -hmm. like some days you know like I said like I'll edit and I won't like anything that I've done that Mm -hmm. day but you just go home and you reset Mm -hmm. so um and that's just the, the biggest piece of advice. Take yeah. one thing at a time. Take a day at a time. Right. It's a lot. There's, it's all overwhelming. There's no such You're, thing as balance, there's right? No, I mean, there's balance. I mean, like you said, on the daily. daily no, not yeah. daily. No, there's no such thing as daily balance. But oh, oh, the cumulative. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you hopefully feel like you... You know, your kids know they love you and Mm -hmm. you get to love on them. And then some days your job loves on you Mm -hmm. and you get to love on your job Mm -hmm. and you, you know, so. And some days they get to see how much you love your job. Some days they get to see that. And Mm -hmm. and then when they're proud of you Mm -hmm. and 
whatever it is comes out and you know that's that you know a lot of the stuff I do I'm like I would like her to see she's like mommy why are you having to go to work why are you doing this and I say well mommy works that's what I do you know like I love it and and that's what I do Uh and you know I hope you find one day what you want to do to work, mm-hmm. you know, so. You're just like, mommy's a boss, just yeah. like you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a boss. Yes, yes. Just doing it. That's yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, It's cool, though, to shed light on on the importance of of parents showing their kids what they do and saying, like, yes, it, I am striving to continue yeah. to put my best foot forward and be my best self and, you know, make a mark on this industry, which is impressive yeah. for our yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And shapes our culture. It's all good. Through it. You Yay. take one day at a time. You're never going to do everything perfectly. You're, ne- you're never going to remember everything. Like I, I beat myself up because I'd forget an appointment or I right. forget something. Meanwhile, you have you... 16 edit cuts in your head moving <laughs> them around There's on a, a timeline in your brain. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there just going around. So... Please so. give yourself all the credit. We're going to give you all the credit that we can through yeah. the Moms and Build podcast. And we'll Thank give out you. some tickets to go see the photograph. Yes. And, um, we're just excited um, to get to know you a little bit better okay. and hope that you'll be in touch with Moms and Film as your journey continues. Yes. Because yes. it's just exciting to watch you and um, and watch your career uh, just take over, you know. And you're just yes. like, you're just rolling in it now. <laughs> so um, you're just all good things to you, Shannon, as you move forward and your adventure ahead with your family family and your career so um okay. hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again right. in the future yes thank you so things. much for having me of course and thank you to ucb for having us thanks perfect